Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. It's, it's so exciting to me to have people to come and say, Hey, Pastor, Reagan, I can give my testimony. And uh, John came to me several weeks ago and uh, expressed his desire to give his testimony and share what God's done and doing in his life. And I've been watching him and, and just seeing how God's bringing him along and working in his life. And so... Uh, uh, we're going to get him to come tonight. John, come on, man. How y'all doing? Good. How about you? <laughs> Let's see. I've been rehearsing all two weeks. <laughs> 500 ways. Anyways. I got two half-brothers, one sister. One passed away for hunger cell. He had an 85% body burn, so his whole life he was picked on. <clears throat> I had a stepdad that'll beat me. My mother, alcoholic. Seeing my brother in and out of juvenile his whole life. And, excuse me. And when I was eight, about eight or nine or ten, eighth grade, whatever age that was, my mom came to the school and said, hey, I found your dad. So, she sent me on a plane by myself to Arizona. Got there. And I was walking to the airport asking everybody, hey, are you my dad? And I seen this one straggly dude walking up. I said, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> don't be my dad. But he was. And that truck only went 20 miles an hour. All the way from Phoenix, Arizona to Wellington, Arizona. Anyway, he lived in a camper. And I was in school. One night, he messed with me. The next night, he messed with me again. So I ran out. Went to this other camper, right across the desert. And the next day, I stayed with a guidance counselor until school was done with. And then I came back. I mean, they finally got the money to fly me home. And then my mother, she went to drive, start driving the truck. So she had this babysitter watched us and the babysitter was flirting with my oldest brother <laughs> but while she was out of town my brother hung himself 
he was in a coma for about three months. So he was brain dead. <clears throat> and then he got close with God. And I remember one of my stepdad threw me up against the refrigerator because I wouldn't put my foot in hot, salty water. So my brother grabbed him by his throat and threw him against the refrigerator and stopped it. But as the years went by, I gained up a lot of anger. I was built up with rage. And I don't regret none of my past because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for God. And then, quit, I was going back and forth. Elementary school about myself. I failed kindergarten. I can't read. I don't comprehend. Thank God my little girl could spell better than I can and read. <laughs> but a lot of people in my life told me you would never be nothing. You'd never gain nothing. I remember my mom going over my spelling words, slapped me, rolled up my paper, throw it in the ground, then iron it. And try to help me. So I was picked on through school. Then I started fighting my stepfathers because I got tired of getting beat on. So I got arrested and went in juveniles home. Diversion center twice. And I went to an adolescent center. Came home. I stayed there about a year, I think. And I came home one weekend. And my mother said that she was going to get me in trouble or whatever, and I was going to go all the way back down. So that night when I got back, me and a couple of guys ran away from the caper house. But they let me come back because of the situation of my mom. And then my Uncle Sam got me, or adopted me, or whatever. Started living with him. And he was a firefighter, and he painted on his off days, and he was a bad alcoholic. So, I used to never be this cryful. I used to be angry. God does amazing things in your life. You don't even realize it. And he, you go through things to learn from your mistakes. Nobody's perfect, and I'm not the perfect Christian. I can't sit here and tell you I know every verse in the Bible because I don't read the Bible. I hear it from the radio, 90.9, and Brother Cornelius, and preaching every morning my radio, and I listen to it all day at work. But I quit school, started working, and then I met my oldest boy's mother. And that's whenever I started drinking, smoking weed, and I went to ecstasy. Then we split up, 
I started doing math, and I was on meth for about five years straight. I was walking around, why am, why am I here? Why am I alive? Why you got me here? Because they wasn't no fun. Then I got arrested. I went to prison. Put me in SAP classes, anger management. Then I got out. I went back to work with a man that used to cook meth with. So I got back on meth. That was May the 3rd. We was working at a town at airport. We, eight guys was in one motel room. So the clerk called Stacy and uh, said she was scared because there was a bunch of men in the <laughs> room. And that's when God brought her in my life. And somebody said that to me one time, uh, how do you got a beautiful wife? Because God knew what would catch my eye. And she caught my eye. But anyways, then I was working at, well, we got married, had kids, the greatest things, eh? a trip. <laughs> and every time somebody says, Silas acts just like me, I don't want him to be like me. That's when I get offended. At the game, Miss Phillips, when I got mad that one night that that coach or whatever was going on, not to my kids or any other kids would be disrespectful, not to holler and raise cane at them. That's when the old John comes out because I'm protected over mine. And any, any other kids, they deserve more than that. But anyway, we got married. We didn't go to church for a while. Then I started working out of town. In Melbourne. And I was messing up. Again. But then I quit working out of town. That's when Stacy told me to go on my own. And I went on my own. And then I started listening to this 90.9 every day, all day, every day. That's the best thing besides this, this church. Because as I was listening to it, it changed my attitude. It soaked in. And then my workers, they had to listen to it because you ain't changing. That's my radio. <laughs> so I try and I want to help other people with addiction. Because once an addict is always an addict. And the best way, if you know anybody that is on it, they need to get out of town and do not hang out with the same people. Alcoholic addicts or whatever you are. 
But God does work in mysterious ways. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I think that's it. What a story. You know, we've we've all got a story. Some might not be like that. Others like myself was raised in a in a great home. Awesome parents, Christians, love the Lord. But I wanted to go the other way. So we've all got stories. And, you know, the Bible says in, in Revelation chapter 12, in verse 11, uh, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. They love not their lives unto the death. And so I was thinking today as I was looking forward to hearing John share uh, his testimony and what God was doing. And, and, I, and as I said earlier, I've been watching John and I, you can just see God's kind of like peeling an onion back. It just, he peels those layers back and, and uh, compassion comes out and uh, love for Jesus and that, that that glow on your face that that only God can do and and I was thinking about that today and I thought about Paul or, or Saul actually in, in Acts chapter 9 as he was on the road to Damascus and uh, uh, you know he was religious he was uh, thought, thought that he was serving God thought he was doing what uh, God wanted them to do, but yet he was persecuting the church, persecuting Christians, imprisoning them and uh, beating them and uh, stoning them and all that. And But the Bible says that God met Paul or Saul on the road to Damascus and knocked him off of his horse. And, and Paul lay on the ground uh, and God dealt with him and God did a work in his life and radically changed his life that day on, on that dirt road on his way to Damascus. And uh, Paul became one of the greatest uh, men of God that, that we've ever known. I uh, wrote over half of the New Testament epistles and uh, just a, a, a brilliant man but was used greatly by God. But uh, if you, if you notice in the book of Acts, 
after Paul's conversion and after the Lord had, had worked in his life, uh, there's two occasions where Paul was in front of people uh, and both times it, he was in front of people that, that were wanting to uh, stop him, wanting to harm him. In Acts chapter 22, uh, they had taken him and beaten him and was, uh, had him before uh, a council of people and Paul began to share his testimony. He began to talk about what Jesus had done for him on the road to Damascus and how God had, had got his attention. And, and it changed that whole uh, situation. And then you go on down in Acts chapter 26 and Paul is standing before uh, King Agrippa and uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with him and uh, wanting, people wanting to stop him, wanting to shut him down and all that. And again, Paul stands and begins to share his testimony. And, and again, it got him out. It, it saved him. Uh, the testimony, your testimony and my testimony is one of the most powerful tools that we have against the enemy. Uh, you can stand here tonight and argue with me about what I say about the word of God. And you can argue with me when I say uh, God is the creator. You can argue with me when I say God is a healer and a restorer and all that. But you cannot argue with me when I tell you what Jesus has done in my life. Amen. When I say there is a God, you can't argue when I say there is a God because he changed my life. So that's the power of your testimony. And so many times we don't want to share with others uh, because we feel like we're not capable. We don't know enough scripture. We don't know enough word to tell someone about Jesus. And we feel small. We feel uh, unable to do that. But I want to challenge you tonight. Tell your story. Tell your story. Listen, some of you hadn't been through the mess that you've been through just to keep it inside and keep it bottled up. There are people that need to hear your story. And I, I tell the leaders all the time, I said, tell your story based on his story. When I tell my story, it's about his story because he's the one that changed my life and he's the one that gave me a story. So I want to encourage you tonight. Some of you... Some of you, God's brought you a mighty long way. And you've got an awesome story. So if you want to share your story, let me know because I, I believe it strengthens and I believe it empowers you to share your story. And people need to hear where you've been. But more than that, they need to hear what God has done in your life. Amen? Amen. So what do we do now? I tell you what I want us to do tonight. I want us to I'm on Brother Don if you will you got some uh music that you can put on back there. 
Thank you, Pastor, for telling me earlier what I was going to have to do tonight. Uh, John, we appreciate you sharing that, man. That was awesome. That was awesome, man. You did an awesome job. And uh, God's just beginning. I, I just want to tell you, you and Stacy both, God has just started. And, and you're going to be amazed uh, what God's going to do in you, in your family, in your life. And the awesome thing about what's happening with John and, and Stacy is John shared how his mom was an alcoholic and his dad and, and all that. And he shared how his brothers um, just had, had tough lives and, and all that. But here's, here's the beauty of God. You see, we're all born sinners. And we're all born under a curse. Every one of us in here were born under a curse of sin. And when we were born, when we, when we took our first breath of air, we were sinners because we were born. We were born with that nature of sin. And, and that's the reason that nobody has to tell you how to lie. Nobody has to tell you how to be disrespectful because you're born with a sin nature. And that sin nature that we're born with, if, we, if it is allowed to continue, it only gets more, gets bigger, gets stronger, and, and will lead us because we know that the wages of sin is death. So that sin nature that, that uh, births and rebirths sin in our lives will continue to, to get stronger and stronger. When you get married and you have children, and that sin nature is still allowed to operate in your life, then, then your sin nature, uh, is, is some of that is passed down to your children. And your children uh, uh, begin to walk in that same path of sin many times. And that's what was happening with John, <clears throat> with, with his <clears throat> parents. And John was walking that same path. But he, he told me the other day he met this, this young lady and she changed his life and then he met Jesus and Jesus changed his life. See, here's the beauty of it is, is one that's born in sin, that's, that's got that sin nature that begin, begins to live under the curse of that sin and under the curse of that sin nature uh, and, and it continues to be passed down to generation to generation. But the awesome thing about Jesus and what we're seeing uh, with John is that when, when you give your life to Christ, when you give your life to Christ, that's where the curse stops. Because Jesus came to break the power of the curse. So now, Silas, Mason, Sadie, their kids, they're not going to have to live under the curse that John had to live under. Isn't that awesome? That is, <clears throat> that's the beauty 
of a relationship with Christ. And, ladies, and guys, that's the reason that, I, that you hear me harp and harp and harp. Parents, you need to get your kids in church. Get your children in church. Get them under uh, some teaching, under some, some anointing. Uh, and because that is that right there is enough for me. I don't have to see anything else. When I look at and, and I've watched those kids, I've watched many other kids, and I've watched them as they've come, and they've, their parents have become established in church, and those children begin to come to church, and you can see the change in their lives, and you know, thank God, the curse has been broken. That curse of alcoholism, that curse of addiction, that curse of just good old boy and good old girl has been broken, and now Jesus is working in their lives.